over the line in association with OxyGeneration. OxyGeneration helps to rapidly reduce pain, inflammation and infection by healing injured tissue. See OxyGeneration.com for more. Our special guest here on Over the Line this week, we are delighted to be joined by Kinveraman and former Galway senior goalkeeper Colm Callanan. Colm, a very good evening to you and welcome. Thanks, Liz. Thanks for having me. I'm a little nervous now. Yeah, I wouldn't a blame goal, you. I a wouldn't goal, blame a goalkeeper you. coming onto a show called Over the Line. I don't know. Is this a big setup now? There wasn't much, much past you. Know, you as the name is good. <laughs> there wasn't much past you, Colm. But Colm, you know, you've had a, you had a great career, but I suppose, like all great GA people, it started at home and at a very young age, I would think. Very much so. Right, right from the get-go, I suppose, as soon as you could pick up a hurl, uh, George, really... Um, Mam was actually still hurling at the time with Ethan Roy. Mm-hmm. Um, so going to matches and going to training was, you know, par, par for the course. Every weekend, I suppose, we'd be going somewhere and going watching matches and it just took off from there and underage and Kinvara and away we went. And how old would you be, let's say, when you started underage, six, seven? Yeah, no, probably a little bit older. I'd say um, maybe under 10, I think, was my first memory anyway of, of getting involved in Kinvara and um, up through the ranks then, 12s, 14s and so on. But... Um, yeah, distant memory now, but um, good times. And I suppose, where did the goalkeeper? I know, we we know. I want to ask that question in a minute. Now he knows what's coming here. <laughs> but how did you end up in goal yourself? Now um, oh. was it the family tradition? Not good enough to play outfield. Is that the way? Is that the way that goes? Is it? <laughs> that the goal is I know now. Wouldn't yeah. give that one now. But no, no. <laughs> I, I did play a lot of underage hurling outfield, but. Um, yeah. Pat Costello, you'll remember, yeah. was a, a, a Galway goalkeeper and a great Kinvara goalkeeper. Um, retired just about the time I started to become eligible for the senior team. Um, I think I blocked a few shots from David Hoban one evening at train and that was, was told to was told <laughs> could I go and find a goalie hurl for myself and yeah that was that was it. Uh, made a few county under twenty one panels in after that and um, played in goals ever after I suppose yeah. And it was just like a choice where. As you said, was it by it was by accident, and you just yeah, I kind of fell into it really because yeah. I, I would have always played in in forwards um, with Kinvara and with schools and everything like that. Um, the only time I would have played in goals for Kinvara underage was under twenty one, but I was probably fourteen or fifteen, mm-hmm. and just too young, too small, too light to yeah, play out the field. So, so put it there on made, the way. made use of me and put me put me in there. Um, so there was maybe a bit of that, and then. Uh, obviously when Pat left there was just nobody else really there to step in and that's where it came George you often hear the, the line that it's in the genes right mm-hmm. tell us now about this dynasty of goalkeeping <laughs> on, on all sides of the family give us a give us a line of yeah, this lad had to be a goalie this. listen to this though yeah the, the, the dailies I suppose in Clymer Daily ma'am I think ma'am out of her family was the only one that wasn't a goalkeeper but mm-hmm. um, you know all her brothers were, were goalkeepers and her, her sister Kathleen has an All Ireland Intermediate Medal as well for Galway. So, um, and named the Climber Daily lads that were all in goal, yeah. Yeah. So you had, you had um, Frank Codrestam passed away a couple few years ago. Um, was a goalkeeper for Climber Daily. Christy, my uncle, was in one in one in eighty six yeah. for Climber Daily. Um, that, yeah. You had Jaron Matty as well. Matty sadly has passed away as well. Um, and Joe was in goals as well, I believe. Um, I didn't see many of yeah. their games or anything like that. I do. I do remember seeing um, Christy alright in the in the late eighties, and always trying to swing his big thirty-seven hurdles <laughs> down at his house yes. when I was when I was younger. Um, so yeah, I suppose that's that was in the genes. I suppose in, in some way or another. And 
it came out eventually. And, and it took a while, but we got and there. And even then, it stays in the because they talk about the sisters. Yeah, my two sisters. Uh, well, Rosie predominantly, she's an, she's an All Ireland Intermediate Medal with Galway as well, and she's been um, just recently retired, but she's been in Goals all, all her life as well. And I think Colleen as well had a, an odd a stint dabble here and there, stint here and there. Yeah, but I, I don't think she took to it or liked it as much as we did. So, the, the, the kid, in racing terminology, the uh, Kinvaris selectors were looking to the damn side. <laughs> all, all that family, we're all goalkeepers. There has to be something yeah, there. There's a full line of them, maybe. Maybe they were looking at that. I don't know. Well, the, the Kinvaris man once said to me that when Santi came to this, obviously he brought a hurl, but it was the one with the bigger boss that came. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Obviously, you played at underage level for Galway. You were in minor pedals? I wasn't sure. No, it would have been under 21, 21. before I got my first taste of. Um, would, would have got. I actually, just going back to being an outfield player, anytime I got trials, it would have been trialed as an outfield player, but would, would have never made the cut or anything like that. Um, I was under 21 when I when I was uh, first made a Galway panel. So I had two years of that. Don't ask me the years, no, two or three maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometime around then, I had two years of that, and then there was a maybe couple of gap years uh, before I got pulled into the senior panel. Um, who was the first to pull you into the senior panel? It would have been Gerald Nan in '07. Mm. Um, that yeah. was your debut year then, wasn't it? That was my debut year. Yeah, so came in and came in in '07. Yeah. Um, so again, seems like an awful long time ago now, but I remember like it was only yesterday, really, to be honest. And talk to us a little bit about at that time. I mean, you know, the role of goalkeeper has developed, but at that time there wasn't. Was there a goalkeeping coach or so to no, the county level? No? no, we didn't have a dedicated coach. I suppose yeah. is, is what you're getting at. Like we had ended up with Christy O'Connor in the last few years, and uh, even the role I've been doing myself there in the last few years. No, we didn't. Um, yeah. We would have largely done a lot of the bulk of the work that the outfield players were done, and spent whatever time we could ourselves as well. And back there Louis Mulqueen would yeah. have would have done a bit of work with us um, but no it's certainly but you cla- you huge amount f- for training purposes you would have been classed as an outfield player you've done what they had done yeah there was no specific for, for a lot of the drills you you yeah. would have yeah when it came to game time you just went into the nets mm. and that was it yeah yeah, and Torsten about uh, 07 uh, you were coincided then with kind of the entry into into Leinster a few more games or whatever yeah, uh, that was that was a big change for us. Yeah. Well, the biggest change for the goalkeepers in those years was probably the helmet change. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was probably the, the biggest one. I look mm. back at some pictures now of when I was playing in, in, in those years without a helmet, and it was, God, God, I wouldn't even, oh. I wouldn't even stand. But was it a hard thing to do at the time to actually wear the helmet? Uh, it wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't. Yeah. You, you got over quick enough. You got you, you got used. You just had to do it. But um, you know, I, I'd be caught in an odd situation. I remember in the years to come, her maybe for a drill or something like that your helmet might have been you know yeah. just left over behind the goal or whatever and you wouldn't last 10 seconds standing there you'd be gone running for the helmet yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how we did it but it was crazy it, stuff and I think it with was. the compulsory use of helmets coming in around it was it easier for a goalkeeper to adapt than we'd say an outfield player do you think situational I would say for players I'd, I know because I know people did struggle with it um, luckily enough I didn't really know um Probably tampered a little bit with the helmet, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to yes, ease yes. that adjustment <laughs> yes, yeah. process or whatever. <laughs> but that's yeah. that mightn't yeah. meet the standards. But, uh, I wasn't the only one, so um, yeah. But eventually, <laughs> on, a, on a goalkeeping point of view, for a helmet, was there ever a plan to come with a visor? Because I mean, the sun into the eyes yeah. can be a factor. Yeah. Like, was I'm it ever? Sure no genius game with something. No, we didn't. Um, I'm sure 
someone did think of it, but yeah. I, I never. Uh, there was a rumor one time that there was Mike Rowe bringing out something yeah. based off I don't know the the baseball helmets that uh, there would be a visor type on the on the on the first quarter of the face down as far as I know. But I never saw it. I never 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 you know saw that come through. So. Um, I don't know if there's any need to be honest. I think I think we're all, we're all over now at this stage. You think that that era then was seven? That was around the era where Kinvara got to yeah. a county final. We did in 07, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I was I was captain of the team that year. Not a not a particularly memorable day. It was great to get to the final and all that, and we'll we'll be proud of it and all of that. But obviously mm. Portomna, we met Portomna. They were a juggernaut. They were the yeah. peak of their powers, and I suppose wanted to right a few wrongs from 06 or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think anyone was going to going to stop them or stand in their way that day but um, yeah we were cannon fodder to a degree but it was but still for a club still for and a club an area yeah, for where we'd come from a lot, of, a lot of relegation games you know when I started off playing there was relegation was nearly every second year or could we avoid it or whatnot. and suddenly we went on a massive roll in 07 and ended up in the county final so you'll never forget the buzz of it and, and everything like and winning the semi-final and the quarter final that we won we won those games yeah. close margins they were massive games to be involved in and um, for a community I would think like Kinvara the lift it would have given everybody yeah, in the yeah, general huge, area huge, huge. even people that may not have been involved yeah, with the yeah, club the schools all done up and everything like that it's rare enough we, we get to experience that um, so yeah it was great at the time but obviously the resort didn't go away or whatnot, and we haven't been back since we won an intermediate alright um which was great too, a great experience. But um, you had a fair hand, yeah. A little one. Late goal yeah. by, it was 19, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so we have to try and repeat that feat now, hopefully, this year, think, see if we can I get back again. If my memory serves me correctly, uh, that was the day that Cora Finn won yet another Galway title. I was actually at yeah. that match in Tube Stadium, coming out of Tube Stadium, we were listening to the, yeah. and this free comes in it was do or die and nobody knew actually I think Sean did yeah, go directly to the back of the liver yeah, right. got the touch, yeah. I'm not sure what, he ha- claimed what it. happened up there Asher, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, claiming, I'm claiming the win I'm claiming the win we won the game that's all that matters but, um, yeah I don't know there's a couple of boys up there I reckon they had a hand in it too honestly mm-hmm. I don't care it was, it was a great it was a great way well, to win a huge day to, to, to get to that yeah it was and look we've come back down to seeing the, the problem for us was we, we were we were just very young we were a mix of kind of the very old and the very young. We just yeah. needed a little bit more, and we went into a group then with Gort and Crawhall in the group, and our big rivals beside us, Ballandurian. So, um, you know, that was that was going to be very tough for us to handle, um, and we and we just we couldn't. And then you had the fiasco of the the relegation hanging yeah. over us for ages um, after that. So. Um, yeah, it wasn't great, but we're in, we're back in intermediate now, and we're trying to build a young team and see if we can. And of course, you're now gone into the bonus store yeah, with yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was after it was just after that actually. Uh, after that year in senior, we had the we had the relegation game hanging over us um, for a good number of months so yeah. far that I think the f- next year's league had actually started and yeah, our management yeah. had left. So. Um, for a good chunk of the league games, I think there was no management actually in place. And myself and Dara Smith said we'd we try and give a hand and and uh, put it together a little bit. Um, so we got a bit of help there from Anthony Byrne and Ian Birmingham, and we we went at it and we got knocked out in the quarter final. We said we'd give it a right go last year as best we could. Mm. Um, 
brought Kish, Christy Carney, who you probably yeah, know, Sean, yeah, in yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're on again now this year again. It was a, another Turlock Moore man, Joe Hesham, yeah. joining the team. So um, we'll see how we go. We're very young. We're very very young team, but um, it, it's enjoyable. Is it getting tougher for, let's say, rural clubs like yourselves? to make that breakthrough do you think you know we talk about people here a lot of the time demographics and people moving away from the community mm. population base is, is, yeah. is getting harder I, I can only I can only talk for Kinvara's yes. experience and yes. it's, I, I don't see it at the at the minute charge we're probably a fairly Looking, good commuter yeah, yeah. commuter town for uh, Galway City and people working in, in the area to you know Kinvara's only 20-25 minutes away it's mm-hmm. not too bad in that regard and our numbers at juvenile level right down to 15s uh, are good and they're solid. There's a good uptake there. Um, I think we're third year on the bounce now as intermediate man. I'm getting five, six, seven players in every year, yeah. which is which is a big help. Huge. Yeah, it's a yeah, massive yeah. overturn of players to be getting. Whereas, you know, some of the older players in don't feel as much pressure. You know, they mm. can take their time coming back or maybe play a bit of junior or, or whatever. But no, I haven't experienced the George really too much in Kevin, thankfully yet. But yeah, that's uh, not to say... I'd say there is clubs out there maybe further afield who are finding the you know the pinch. And what did you say about commuter town and the population growing let's say in the area that is obviously a help and it keeps the school strong as well in the area. Absolutely. Which yeah. your club are putting back into. Yeah yeah hugely important hugely important. Um, so in, in fairness the underage and the schools in Kinvara they're mm. vibrant and, enough and a, a lot of the younger lads you're getting now are coming through the county ranks as well like Kinvara yeah we're starting to see that there, that. Is, in, yeah, there yeah. is yeah and even in their own teams the 15, 16s they're mm. all playing a championship you know which wouldn't have been you know uh, historically that wouldn't have been the case with, with us as a club um, but a lot of a championship teams and doing doing well in them mm. um, and yeah a lot of clubs a lot of players popping up as well in in development squads and that I know Fergal Healy with the minors as a couple yeah. um, and right down there's a few more appearing and that's vitally important for your club that if you get two or three into those squads it's what they bring back to the club from being well that's it it's at a higher level you know the, the, the proof the proof is there as I suppose it's just a little bit of social proof for the players who are left in the club that they see there is that pathway and guys from Kinvara can go and play on play on Galway teams and you know it's an extra bit of motivation I suppose over the line in association with Oxygeneration. Oxygeneration is especially helpful for rapid recovery from muscle, joint, ligament, tendon, and bone injury. See oxygeneration.com for more. We spoke to Cullum just in the first part of the program about his entry into the intercounty side that was with Gerlach Nan and then following Gerlach Nan that 2011-12 period was a period of fair change in Gola Penals It was and I suppose Colm you, you were involved in the, the Leinster Championship that said the final of 2-10 was a kind of a mm-hmm. breakthrough moment for Galway to get into a Leinster final but there was a lot of heaving and pushing and changing and you found that as well in 11 when you were Left off the squad when Anthony Cunningham came yeah, in. Yeah, so in the in the winter of eleven, yeah, there was a, a number of players dropped. I was I was one of those. Um, wasn't obviously a, a great time. Um, That's hard for it. Like it, it it is isn't it? Like yeah, it is. Yeah, when you it is, and especially with a new manager coming in, you know that new manager is going to be there for a number of years. You know, so yeah. it's it's not the as door if, looks as, like it's know, closed. The doors look like it is closing. You know, and I'd been working away from home at the time, so. Um, in one regard I probably needed a break I needed a little reset because the way I was going about it just wasn't conducive to playing inter-county hurling anyway um, but yeah it st- still didn't make it any easier when, when you do get the phone call um, so 
there was nothing else forward go back with the club and, and you know see what happens concentrate on that had I closed the door in my mind it probably had to a large degree because you just think a manager's going to be there for so long and those other goalkeepers coming there's in there's an element of cruelty isn't there to it like you it? do and you pray in my next part when I was thinking the question like you said there was the door closed and you see there must have been a trigger within yourself then that says hold on a minute I can open this again um, yeah, there's, there probably is. I, I would have, I would have definitely been of the mindset of if it came my way again. However, it came that I would have gone back in. I, I wasn't going to be one who's, who would. I wasn't yeah. never going to turn my back on playing for Galway. It was <laughs> just I'd enjoyed it too much, and you know, made too many memories there in the first place. If if I got, did get a shot at it again, I was always going to try and try and do something there. So it did come around to me again um, in unusual circumstances. Like, but let's talk about 12 then was the year after and suddenly Galway then George go on you know a, a marvellous yeah. championship campaign. Yeah. The Leinster final is stuff of myth yeah. and legendary figure already. The All-Ireland final. So describe where you were during that. Were you even going to the games? Was there an element no, of... No, I didn't, I didn't go yeah. to games. Um... They go to any early games? No, I didn't. Sean, I didn't. wasn't at any of the games. I remember watching the Leinster final right at home. Um, club was the number one. Number was one. going, and I, I was just that's that's where I was really, and just put all my energy into that. Um, uh, when they played Cork in the semi-final, I was actually out of the country with Shane Kavanagh nice. um, and our better halves, my wife Jane and Shane's wife Clodagh. We went on a little week away for yeah. ourselves and I remember we came back into the airport and the, and the phone kicked back into gear again and they had won the match and they are in the All-Ireland final but and Was there an element of envy there? When, when you there saw was an element of trying to get over the holiday yeah. <laughs> 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 that, That's where I was right. so that kind of quenched that for yeah, for a few hours anyway or maybe a day or two but I suppose the build up then for the All-Ireland final it was probably tough in, in yeah. one regard but I mean you were just wishing boys that you knew very well all the best yeah. for it and Hope, hoping that they they would do it, and genuinely, I, I did hope that we'd do it because we're long enough training. You know, it's it's not all about you either, as much as it, as much as it hurts. But um, no, the the f- the first game came and came and went, and then obviously the draw. And I remember the 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 George we were doing the preview of the replay on the Friday night, and suddenly we were. I remember I got a very good. Uh, man I know sent me a message that James Scahill got injured in training and yeah. when this guy says this you say to yourself this is no lie or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. Scahill got injured in training and you get a phone yeah, call so James, James got injured and this is the Friday night before the final this is the Friday night now yeah so yeah at home having a pizza and a couple of beers I think watching telly um, proper preparation for the final. Well, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know I was prepared for the final. <laughs> the pasta was out. No pasta all the place, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I got a text from Niall Healy actually um, to expect a call, but I didn't. I didn't think of a whole pile from yeah. it. But then I was thinking to myself, Niall wouldn't be making up something like this yeah. so close to a match like the. Yeah. And sure enough, um, number came up on my phone anyway, and it was Anthony. And he said, "Look, um, we've had an injury here tonight, and need to see, need to get you back in here if if you can if you can do it." And I just said, "What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to be?" So the goalkeepers were trailing the following day up in Tina, um, and I went up there and was put through my paces. And I don't know, everything happened so quick. It, it, was, it was hard to know what to think, but you just rolled with the punches and. 
Um, you know, the, the hope for everyone at that stage was that James would be all right. That yeah. you, you know, he, he was yeah. he was on the pitch that morning and he was trying to get through the workout. He was obviously sore and everything, and and the shoulder was at him. Um, but still, the hope for us all was that you know, no, no drama here, and just mm. James will take his place in the final, and and we'll rock on, and everything will be fine. It was just precaution more than anything, I suppose. But um, still, in all, it was it was, <laughs> it was a mad few hours. Yeah, yeah. you were you know going from the couch to down outside a shop and a shop in Kilcoggan getting fitted for a suit <laughs> lastminute.com you know so. <laughs> and yeah, not crazy, much though. time for alterations no, no. hadn't no. <laughs> but it got you back in the door didn't yeah. it to a degree yeah, yeah so so got so got back in the following year obviously uh, Kilkenny went and won the won the replay yeah. Um, so yeah I got back in the following year then um I, that was that was 2013 so yeah. I actually started the Clare game the very last championship game in 2013 um, and I did a Thurlis, decent yeah. run in yeah, yeah. Mm. graveyard there for, for a few, yeah, for for a few years um, but we, we had some good days too um, Clare obviously went on and won the All-Ireland yeah. actually, uh, actually after that so um, yeah kind of kind of got myself back in back in the frame then at that stage yeah Was it a case then that you had gone come back you made the decision you were back in the fold mm. and you got to say to yourself right is this this is a game for the yeah I, I, I look at my time in Galway as before 2012 and after 20, yeah. 2012 yeah. yeah so um, you know work life balance and all that was totally different when I came back the second time a lot more conducive to playing playing harder and I suppose there was lessons learned from yeah. you know 2010 and 2011 especially um so yeah, I was kind of managing my own time. I was a lot more in control of of everything. So I was able to go at it in a in a in a better way. Which um, is something we have had discussion with other players of your era, mm-hmm. both hurling and football, that have been coming in here with the purely emphasis that, from my perspective, I always say, you guys are amateur. Mm. But how you've had to change your lifestyle, and as you just said there, your working life mm. was more conducive. Yeah. into County Hurley. Could you elaborate on that? Well, <coughs> before before 2012, I was working for a civil engineering company, so a lot of time spent on the road. <laughs> and the jobs we were working on at the time were up the country, so I was based in Athlone. I could be anywhere between there, Carlow and Dublin. Um, so trying to be back in Athenry, you know, mm-hmm. after being on, on a road from 7am, coming back to Athenry, getting back up to wherever again by 11 or midnight, Mm. and getting up again early in the morning for a day on site it just it just couldn't be done like mm. I mean early in my time with Galway there was loads of fellas coming in from building sites and tradesmen and, and all of that going on but that is if you look at the Galway dressing room now yeah. I, I, you'll count in one hand Fintan Burke the last of it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fintan I'd say and him and him alone yeah. I'd say yeah. he's an electrician yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's all teachers and students you know and, uh, it's the same in every other squad yeah. around the country that's it's just, amazing that yeah, that's just totally evolved, evolved and changed yeah. you know and the lads are just wary of that too and yeah. mindful of you know I'd say even career choices yeah. you know if they think they have a chance of playing for inter-county for Galway it's, it's impacting it a bit the word is often used is it's a bubble when you get in there you do these things without thinking yeah, don't you you, 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 you make it a bubble is, Sean yeah. that's it you make it a bubble yeah. and, and you, you you try and, and, and put your best foot forward by putting all those little things around your life in proper order so you can do it right it just an analogy where I spoke to people in Leinster, in rugby, where they're telling us that guys starting their leaving cert years 
are making a career choice, if they have shown ability that they mm-hmm. might want to go down the professional rugby route, it's been career pathed out for them. And in a way, something we've heard a lot about the last number of years are development squads. Mm-hmm. And if guys getting involved in them and if they're going well in them, they really have to start making a lifestyle choice at a very young age now. Yeah, it's mad. Like you nearly have to become a life coach at eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> you try and mm-hmm. fast track all of this. Like, and but you're, how do you know either? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very hard situation. And it's look at the draws, what isn't it? Uh, if, if you're making, if you get, and there. if you if you get the if you're not lucky enough to get into the squad and you've made your yeah. choice. Yeah, what's the knock-on effect to that? Because there, there always will be repercussions. And, and maybe like on that point, like let's bring us on then like you got we said the the, the door opened again you got back into have now mm-hmm. you're you're up we come to say 15 goal we get back into the All-Ireland final again yeah, Kilkenny again Kilkenny again disappointment but you yourself had a very good year All-Star um, yeah I had a decent year yeah would have preferred the medal but yeah. um, we got a good we had a good run of it um, obviously the, the tip semi-final that was the first of the, the tip yeah, trilogy, the trilogy yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Kilkenny game we were in a brilliant place at half time um, but Kilkenny being Kilkenny adjusted and we couldn't figure it out we couldn't find a way through as easy as we were in the second half um, and they went on and won it by four was it? Yeah I think we were four we were four up at half time and we lost by four that was an eight yeah, point yeah, turnaround yeah, yeah, in yeah. 30 minutes 35 yeah. minutes so um, yeah that was another sickener to take but yeah A sickener and we'll come on to another side of it maybe later on but that dressing room go back you've given it your all you've got to where it's a 50-50 chance and then you, after 12 just three years later it's deflation again mm-hmm. it must be a very hard place to go back to that's all strain yeah it, it is, is, yeah. It is. You're just walking off the pitch and you have to suffer standing there looking yeah. at the cup being lifted and walk down the tunnel yeah. and Galway supporters streaming out of the stadium and it's, it's the same same old story again uh, Galway losing the final but um, yeah the dressing room is no place it's not nice the aftermaths you know you just you want to get out of there you want to get home and then but when you get home you listen to all the theories and all yeah, the yeah, look yeah, you'll yeah. be playing them over in your head anyway yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. you know but you have the banquet to get through and all of that and, yeah. and, uh, that that really is yeah, it's I would think it's yeah, torture yeah. for a guy who's yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, it is it is but I mean again you're being supported all the year by your yeah. family and your friends and everything um, and the Galway supporters you have to front up to and yeah. show the best side of you in, in that regard too and give them back a bit of time I suppose and, and there's you know kids all over the place and everything like that I mean to, to them there's probably it's everything, you're still yeah. heroes and, to and them, then the so other side of it you the, have to respect the, that the, as well the year comes around you go again then the new well, manager it, comes it, in yeah. Michal yeah, Dunahoe so comes in at 16 yeah. we have another the second part of the trilogy which goes against you in the All-Ireland semi-final yeah. by a point despite losing um, Joe Kenning to that bad hamstring Joe injury and, and Adrian Tuohy in the game as well yeah a year I often think that if you didn't lose the two or if you got to the final mm. could have been the one before 17 perhaps would that be fair? Possibly, yeah. Should we look, we'll, we'll never know. But, yeah. um, definitely Joe going off was a, a big momentum turner. Um, yeah, and, and, and Adrian as well. I think that was a shoulder injury as well, if I remember correctly. He cleared the ball from the right corner yeah. um, and his shoulder popped out. Um, there were two big, mm. two big two big, guys to, or two big losses to absorb in a game like that of that magnitude. But um, they won it by a pint again. Um, so got us back for the year before. Um and yet another team 
to beat us and go on and, and win, win the, the All-Ireland yeah. so that happened a few times actually and just to go on a more light-hearted side of that the strength of friendships you make up in the squads you ask we ask how you regroup I spoke to you on fr- went to speak to you on Friday you were at the wedding of a great friend of yours in yeah, yeah. yeah. you but know it's it, just, that's it, the yeah. way that, yeah. Yeah. This is it. it gives you when you're there I suppose you have the hurling and you have the games and all of that and you're wrapped up in that and you, you take all of that and, and it's great but it's, it's when I've stepped away now when I, I kind of see and appreciate you know the other side of it and the friendships that we did actually yeah. you know make and that we will keep you know I was at Aidan's Aidan Hart's wedding on Friday sitting at a table with David Collins and James Cahill and and Johnny Cohn you know and we talking about everything and anything you know you know suddenly medals didn't matter in that moment that's what people don't realise that your rivals in the club scene your comrades in an inter-county scene and your friends in life yeah that, that's really what I've, what I've seen when I've come, up, come away is, is you know even even last week I was talking to James for half an hour on the phone um, and you're meeting all these fellas you know Hurling brought you together I suppose but now we're still so connected yeah. even even after we've we've played for so long or we've been out there now for a few years a good number of us we're still very well connected um, and in contact but it's perspective isn't it I mean it's it's you know even going back to the Tipperary game there my abiding memory of the, that day is to go back to that was the day actually Frank Daly passed away my yeah, uncle that's right, yeah. 16th mm-hmm. of August um, so I got called out of the dressing room shortly after that so I wasn't long forgetting about the game no, to be yeah. honest with you as shell shocking and all, yeah. as in, to, to lose a game like that um, that's my abiding that's memory of, of that day like yeah. you know so and that's perspective for you 17 then I mean mm. There was something about 17 from day one, despite... Do you remember the Wexford game? I wouldn't say day one, no shot. (laughs) No, but I I remember the Wexford game. I remember the abuse that you got. In all my time in the commentary box, I think that game stuck in my head from some of the abuse that I saw Mm. coming in here even that day. Mm. You got over that. The league final, I think, was the message-sending game, perhaps... <clears throat> yeah, in the going back to 2016, I think we, we got knocked out by Tipperary, and sh- I, th- I thought that was the first time I experienced goodwill for the team after getting yeah. knocked out of the championship. I think there was an awful lot of goodwill yeah. for the players and the management yeah. and everything because we, we got a lot of abuse after the Leinster final that year. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, you know, we put our head on the block really, and it was yeah, kind of yeah, really it was the same old, yeah. same old. Yeah. So that was the first time I experienced that in, in 16, and then. The league game against Wexford, I was thinking, guys, it didn't take long for it to come around again. Yeah. <laughs> the other way, um, you know, I think I thought it was it was a bit of an overreaction. Yeah. Like we we weren't happy, absolutely yeah. not. Me, Hall, and the lads weren't well, happy. It was a we league game, yeah, round two of the league. In fact, but it was round yeah. two of the league, lost lost by a point. But we were in control of the game. We should have won it or whatnot. But I, nobody could have foreseen, I suppose, what, what happened there afterward. We didn't lose a game for the rest of the year. So. Um, yeah, th- th- the Waterford game, I would say, in Pierce Stadium yes. was a, we were, you know, down, down eight down, or ten yeah. points. Yeah, um, Joe probably dragged us over the line that day. That was that was massive. And is that probably the tipping point, maybe, that kicked you on that season? I think it was, yeah. Um, culminating in what, John, you mentioned the, the league final yeah. then. Um, the performance in the league final was exceptional, wasn't it? It was... Yeah, it was it was, it was belief yeah, instilling or whatever. There was mean. a lot of things we had discussed about how that game, or what we wanted, how we wanted to play that game, and it all played out. You could you could see it unfold, and as the game was going on, everything we wanted to do was was kind of happening. And 
things we wanted to do were, were working was the biggest thing and the score was going up and up and up and um, I think we won by 16 yeah. 15 or 16 yeah. for a finish you know so the belief I suppose that gave us massive belief and every player wants belief in a game plan and management likewise so that's I think when management and players really kind of connected that day and you know this is the way forward this is how we want to play this is how we'll do it and if anyone's able to stop us fair enough and then the opposition got a cut down right these guys are serious contenders this year but you had that Philip that you had done something won something and huge self-confidence I would say yeah because we went into Leinster then and won the Leinster yeah. final well um, yeah. again another 9-10 point victory 7 point yeah. in that one you did yeah, that was against Wexford in yes. Park. Yeah, yeah, from Conor McDonald uh, in the first half, I think. Um, you had a decent record in the old penalties, hadn't you? Particularly mm-hmm. when the one on ones came. Yeah, a couple of them hit me, alright, yeah. <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the belief was yeah, ever yeah. grown, I suppose, when you're winning games like and that. And then that we margin. go to that great big Tipperary game. That point from Joe Canning after George hockey and tip in the league final yes. it still comes down, down to the to fine margins yeah. the third trilogy a third of the trilogy and yeah. the one point margin again yeah mad stuff um, and that trilogy hard to describe it like it's just you know you know even like the, the league that, that didn't have any bearing on us yeah. that, at the time we got great confidence from that but when you were going into this you know it wasn't going to be like that they were going to come all guns blazing and, and try and rectify that but um no, coming was it Brendan Brendan Maher who I'm actually yeah. a coach with now in Offaly, would you believe? Um Brendan stuck a free or six I think it was sixty five or a free yeah, from midfield. Yeah, yeah. There was still just enough time on the clock. Joe got that point. They had a quick puck out and bubbles, put a ball wide, wide, yeah, and on the puck out then it was it was all, all over. Over the line in association with OxyGeneration. OxyGeneration is used by professionals for sports injuries to help rapid return to play, reduces pains and risk of re-injury. See OxyGeneration.com for more. Colin, we just talked before the break about that last injury time drama in what was known now as the third of the trilogy games. After that game, for those of you that had been involved in two finals that went the wrong way, was it a case of saying, right, let's, the vibe is good here. Was the vibe better than then or did you just feel something go through the squad? Yeah, it was. In fairness, the management managed it very well. Um, we had a lot of players there carrying over from 2015. Um, there was a couple of things. In 2015, we won the semi-final and we went mad. Yeah. Um, as if we couldn't really believe it ourselves. Mm. 17 was just different it was very measured and measured. even though you know the manner of the win the excitement the stands the core park erupted like I think it was fairly measured from the players um, which told me something you know that there was acknowledgement in our heads yeah, that, I don't know style of management you know, is a measure too isn't it yeah, it's nearly it is, reflective yeah, it of it almost way yeah. too much so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I think as a, as a group we knew you know great we got over the line but more to be done here in focus turns to the final obviously and it's just a case of doing what you had done before or did management sit you down and say right Liz this is our how far out of the final we actually planning for that day um, you had Tony Keady yeah, in, be- in, in yeah, between so um, which put a lot of things in perspective too didn't it like? it did yeah and 
you know, we didn't ask for it, but it gave us a bit of cause. Mm-hmm. I think that definitely came into it a little bit. Um, and then, I suppose, management probably, probably planning for planning for it on the on the way, on the bus home from the Tipperary game. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as you know, game plans and all that, probably two weeks out, we really started to zone in on Waterford, what they throw at us, and and how we were going to counteract it. But also then what we wanted to do ourselves because that was our approach all year really is is get ourselves right we had our style of play and, and how we wanted to go about it we'd been racking up high scores albeit not getting not getting green flags mm. but we weren't mm. needing them um, and just more of that please it was Michal was very um, clear in his message all year that performance step by step was going to be better and that he always said that to us in the lead up to that game that you know this was going to be the best one yet and that's why we were going to get over the line and it was just at the stage where you know he could have told us anything we would have believed yeah. it at that stage It was a case of you buying yeah. into the management and the yeah. management well, we were bought we were bought in that, that was it it was, it was just you know there was massive massive belief um, and, and to Zuma, La, La Hybra, you had a fantastic start we had a great start, yeah. Uh, I probably kicked into gear a little bit then, which, uh, yeah, wrangles with me a small bit. Um, but then, look, I played well in 15. Yeah. Didn't get a medal. Um, so I'm sure if there was anyone in Waterford in my shoes walking away with the medal, they wouldn't be long for and getting a medal. did you yourself for them goals? Uh, it does a bit. Uh, sh- look, I haven't looked back at it too much, to be honest. You know straight away yeah. what you should have done. Um, I'm long enough playing in the game. I know how should have dealt with those situations. I dealt with similar situations, you know, in your going, sleep. going back in years, you know, and, and that wrangles me a bit. Going back to what Michal said, you know, that our performance was going to yeah, be the best yeah, one yeah. yet. I think we were f- on fire. Yeah. Um, if yeah. Those t- I, we sh- really should have won that game by six, seven, eight yeah. points, really. Uh, truth be told, is the way I felt about it. We, d- we won it, and, and, and look, we walked away with the cup and yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and that's anyone, matters, anyone yeah. listening yeah. or anyone neutral or from Waterford yeah. would be saying, "Shut yeah. up!" Yeah. Yeah. Like, but is that is that a, a kind of a a hint at what you were going through that year? That whilst the end product was what you wanted, that glory, the cup, you're still a little bit self-critical because of what the management has said about performance, performance, performance. Possibly, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it to be honest. Sure, that's a good one. Um, no, I just a bit self-critical of myself. Really, it was just just a bit of an annoyance from the day. And but another snapshot now of a goalie. While we're in this point, like the one thing about a goalie, though, anyone on the other parts of the field can make four or five mistakes. Yeah, you look, make this mistakes. Is it, and and but in I, your mindset, you reset very no, quickly. No, I, I was that. fine. I yeah. was absolutely yeah. fine. I was um, because I had readied myself for those moments. Yeah. And, you, you, you and just, that is the life you, of a goalie. You, have, you just yeah. have to. You have to go there. Yeah. It's not nice, but you have to be ready for it. Otherwise, you will crumble because eighty-two thousand people, a crowd on the hill, you know, shouting yeah. all sorts at you. <laughs> like I mean, no Larkin actually ran across the goal and gave me a message he just said get the ball to the forwards because they're on fire down there yeah. and I knew they were and I think we got we got the next score yeah. after both of those situations um, and and that was it for me I, I was looking out at Johnny Glynn and Joe Kenning and these boys in the half forward line give us and I was just saying just give them the ball they'll, yeah. they'll get the scores back for us and we'll be alright That's something that when we were preparing for this interview myself and Sean had a little chat about the involvement of a goalkeeper the best description I've heard of goalkeepers in the last 18 months is they've now become like American football quarterbacks. Mm. <laughs> Everything goes. The goalkeeper now, column 
dictates yeah. what's happening. Yeah, the best one I hear is you have to be on to be number one. Um, <laughs> I hear other ones, but we won't say them on this program. <laughs> <one. Yeah. laughs> Look, there's no doubt. It's, I think the whole game has evolved. Yeah, I think all the positions have evolved. Goalkeeping has definitely evolved a huge amount. Um, teams are so comfortable to be in pos- in in possession now and, and hold on to the ball which that would have been unheard of yeah. when I started off it was get the ball move it down the field as far as you can as quick as you can whereas now teams will pass the ball over and back until the, the right moment arises, yeah. arises yeah. down there yeah. goalkeepers you see them you know coming out past the 21 routinely now taking balls going to the opposite side of the field what not there's all sorts of going on but um, it has definitely evolved an awful lot puckouts have involved a lot you know, you have to be able to vary your puck yeah. now. You have to be able to. I think I saw a stat recently of, of Nicky Quaid. I think in, inside he's 65, he's 100% on his puck so hasn't missed any target. And then, and then, as well as you dictating what's happening, those guys, even though they're 80 yards away from you, they're watching certain little signals yeah. from you. Yeah. Of where it's, it's, it's that's things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in seventeen, I was I was getting praise for my puck outs, but I used to wonder. Like, I had Johnny Glynn at twelve, yeah. I had Joe Canning at eleven, yeah. I had Joe Cooney at ten. At times, Cahill Mannion popped up there, and Niall Burke. Inside them, you had Connor Whelan, Connor Cooney, Cahill Mannion. Those three played club their club hurling at eleven. Yeah. We had six centre forwards, potential ball winners, yeah. centre forwards. Yeah, 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 In our in our in our lineup that yeah. year, I I just kept convincing myself that I had an easy job here yeah, yeah. like you asked Johnny Glynn what way did he want the ball he just said put it high down on top of me so that I can set myself and keep the, keep the back away just as it's dropping if I asked Joe he'd say drill it low and hard yeah. and he'd say if he, didn't, if he didn't think he could catch it at least he'd play it through to the next line and you asked Joe Cooney he'd say whatever you think yourself cat <laughs> 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 I know, yeah. chip off the you old block I mean? I'd say and I, was getting, I was getting what was there about that <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. my god it was a dream like you know so um on the goalies on the stats then if if you find George and myself with two puck outs and we drop them it's you that takes the hit isn't it on the stats side is that what the goalies tell me uh, it depends on the relationship to the stats man you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you can get to him first you can get to the stats man first <laughs> I know all the tricks listen to me then the final whistle blows in the 217 on Ireland final yeah. tell me where you are and tell us what does that uh, moment feel like I don't know. I don't know how you describe it. It's. It's. I didn't think it would be, but it's a complete over, overwhelming moment of relief. Is the only way. It's just we've done it. Like it's. It's just hard to take in. You know, you're just walking around the pitch. Like you have. Over the years, I've been looking at you know teams climbing the steps and and taking the cup, and you mentally you try to put yourself there, and you think you realise or you think you know what it must feel like but you're way off you're like going through it you're way off in another sense you probably see yourself you know up in the barriers and the hill and the, and the crowd but it wasn't like that either then in, a, in, a, in another way it was you're on the canal end you're on your own in the goal oh. yeah yeah so just walking out to meet the players but just ah, I don't know it, it's hard to describe it you know funny enough it's time passed so quick out in the pitch we felt like we were there for a while and I actually looked around at one stage and I couldn't see any players on the pitch and I thought everybody must be back in the dressing room and geez, I said I don't want to miss this yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I went back to the dressing room and it was only Connor Cooney and another one of the subs on the far side there was only three of us there uh, so obviously the players had been mingled in along the barrier along the edge of the With pitch and I just, and that, yeah. I just I just I m- just missed it and went oh. back in 
and the three of us were sitting there and the one of the ward you hear a pin drop in the dressing room after winning on Ireland and you're sitting there no talk looking at the floor I think we were just trying to I don't know take it in Swap in it some in capacity or, or whatnot. But and is it magic like? but that's it like I mean David Collins I think was doing I was talking about yeah. on Friday night he was doing he was with Park Lodge and RT yeah. he found his way down to the dressing room and he came in the door an absolute ball of emotion yeah. and three of us sitting there you know no, he no, yeah. he I, was conscious, chief. I was conscious he left yeah. the year before like, and he, yeah, yeah. He, he was there since 04 I think yeah. and I didn't want to be you know yeah. jumping around with him but he was so emotional himself and it just like it was it was a very weird moment I didn't know how to react do you know what I mean I don't think he did either so <laughs> yeah but the players found their way back then in the in the next 10 minutes or so and sure all hell broke loose then you counteract then that as you said in 12 and 15 you gotta go to without sponsors you're nothing that's what the mm. function is the elation of 17 mm. 29 years since Galway had won mm. in our Ireland I've listened to that a few times all right. I haven't yeah, looked back at the goals I've yeah, listened yeah. to that this man, I, I remember mm. honestly listening back to the emotion in Sean's voice with Conor Hayes when that happened in yeah. Canavan yeah. but sure that's not it was it was a moment it was but for yeah, you guys yeah. to, we're, we're supporters like, yeah. yes to, for you guys to, especially the likes of you who'd been involved before and others mm. we finally done it mm-hmm. like a lot of emphasis put on Joe Canning would he retire mm-hmm. without a medal the cameras were on himself yeah. and Michal after the game. Mm-hmm. It was just but the moments, I'd say, between the dressing room and that banquet were special for you as a group of players. Yeah, it was yeah just you, 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 don't, you don't forget that. I mean, just it was just us in the warm-up room with the cup in the middle of the floor and we were all linked up. And For a second or two, I, I remember exactly. We didn't really know what to do and Michal was just there, will you come on, will you? And, you know, <laughs> started yeah. the, the bit of a dance going and yeah, yeah. then it just took off then after that and yeah so the both journey back to the hotel and the banquet and all special times sure is and the impact did you realise the impact of that win I mean uh, I think we all got blown away by the impact mm. of people that had followed the game for years and gone yeah that had suffered let's be honest we've had a good period in recent times yeah people that remember the bad days I mean did you realise what you had achieved and what it meant to people um, it, it probably started to you probably start to acknowledge it a bit more when you started to go around the county in that in the coming weeks. I think it was about three or four weeks after the win we had um a night in Kinvara with the cup, you know, up on the lorry and the, yeah. the whole lot and like it was still it was like the evening of the match. You know, so Huge. You know, it went on all winter, you know. Rightly so, but you have to you have to enjoy those moments. But I'm conscious now we're getting near the end here. A few quick fire ones now. Best player you played with? Best player I played with, so can I answer that in two parts? Well, I said to you, I look, I look at. It's not the leaving. I look search. at my. We'll, we'll take I all answers. Go on. <laughs> a and B for you. Yeah. I look at. Uh, I look at my time in Galway, as I said to you before, yeah. twelve and after twelve. If you've drafted me in twelve, I would have said Ollie Canning. Um, played right in front of me, cornerback. So um, yeah, he he was just a massive player. I remember a situation against Tipperary. I'll tell this one quickly. Tip as they do withdraw all their forwards and try and leave a one on one thankfully for me the one was Ollie Canning and I think Owen Kelly yeah. but they hit a ball straight down the centre of the pitch anyway and Ollie was running out for the ball and two tip forwards coming in against him so he realised in the split second if he even if he won the ball he was in big trouble and at the last second he lifted his hurl let the ball run through his legs 
all the way into me and I hit the ball 100 yards down the pitch so. Ollie turns around to me gives me a wink and he said did you like that one Cal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you're yes, teaching yeah. young fellas yeah, you, you, but you don't bring them pressure, teach them how to high pressure pick up the hurl and, and think of that yeah I mean you can't coach it I no, mean no. but that, that was Class. that was what he but he was yeah. just he had all of that but he was, a, he was a massive leader for us as well a huge leader so B pair be part in his brother Joe, yeah. So again, any any of us that played with him, if we gave that answer, I suppose everyone just attributes that to the skill level and the and the scores like we spoke about earlier on. But for me, it was just he's just such a selfless player and just so performance and team driven and team focused. You know how he carried himself in training and how he led with his you know his standards were top class. Um, everything he gave us in meetings, on the train and in the dressing rooms. That's for me why Joe was the best player I would have played with. Um, the skill was, and all the came wishes that was that was bonus. That was t- you know we probably started to take that for granted early early in his career. But yeah, unbelievable. We've less than a minute yeah. left. You're now goalkeeping coach with Offaly. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Offaly now. So my second year there, I was goalkeeping coach last year. Actually, I'm coach selector this year as well as with the goalkeepers. So Michael Fenley was there last year. Uh, Johnny Kelly has taken the reins mm-hmm. this year. Um, Brendan Maher, who yeah. I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a lot of big games against him. He's in the management team. Um, Barry Teen from Offaly. Um, Brian Roach from Cartoon, you might mm-hmm. know him. George's yeah, yeah. S&C coach there. Um, and Brendan's brother, Martin, is involved as well as, as a coach. So, yeah, we're enjoying it. It's, it's good. We have a big game coming up against Kerry next week. We've two wins in the league so far, so we're not doing too bad. And the hope always, of course, is to return... Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, table. we can have a have a good look at the Joe McDonough this year, and it will be great to get back up. But um, we'll see how we get on. Kel, it's been a pleasure. Sure, over the line in association with Oxy Generation. Oxy Generation is especially helpful for rapid recovery from muscle, joint, ligament, tendon, and bone injury. See oxygeneration.com for more.